almost every time that I teach, I use that teaching because people want to know, well, how do you do that? And I say, do you want to know my why? And they say, yeah. So then when I share my why in the story, usually by the end of that, there's usually 25% of the room is either crying or coming to me afterwards going, I have a daughter that's on the spectrum. I have a grandson that has Down syndrome. I want, like they don't, they didn't know that there were options. So the success of the business has allowed for a platform to have a voice for inclusion, which is what I'm massively passionate about. Welcome to the Living In Podcast, a show that helps successful real estate teams accelerate their growth and impact. Livian, love how you live in all aspects of life. So Don, thank Hi, you Adam. for joining me. My pleasure. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. So we're super excited. We're here at this booth. It's fun. You can see everyone in the excitement yes. around here. Really. Yes, the energy is palpable. It is. I would love people to get a, to know you a little bit better, Don. Um, okay. Not just you from the success that you've had in business, but know you and the amount of deposits that you really want to put into people and how much you bring to an organization because of who you are. So who is Don? Oh, well, thank you. Um, so I appreciate the opportunity to share, Adam, because here's what I know is that you never know when, a, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? And so the more that we can share our stories, because all of us, and, and sometimes people go, and, and you started by saying this, that you know, not the success that we've had in business, first of all, what's the definition of success, yes. right? Can be so subjective. Well, what is your definition of success? <laughs> <laughs> so my definition of success is being able to achieve what we set out to do. And what I set out to do is to touch as many lives as I possibly can and find the biggest platform and opportunity to do it. And that kind of, like as I go back and look in the rearview mirror of where that came from. So, you know, my background is in psychology and um, professional counseling. So I was a therapist when I finished yes. my master's degree because I wanted to change the world and uh, realized at the time that that exact path was not the right one for me. However, through some turns, turn in, in events, um, God put me in the path and direction of real estate. And what I realized was the opportunity to touch lives, just like in the counseling world, was there and really kind of exponentially so in the real estate world because real estate transactions are so emotional by nature, right? They're caused by life events. There's a lot of emotionality in that. So I realized that I still had the opportunity to touch lives as being, say, a, a consultant of choice, if you will, in sales. And then what I found in doing that was um, the desire to touch more lives was still there. So what did that look like? And so I began in the leadership path of Keller Williams back in 2010, became a team leader, opened a couple market centers and that sort of thing. And the reason why I did that is because the initial decision to become a team leader was based on this. If I'm selling 100 homes a year, I can touch 100 buyers or sellers. If I'm a team leader and I get to recruit 100 to 150 agents a year who touch 5, 10, 50, 100, 200 people, look at how much more expansive that opportunity is. So I realized very, very quickly that by recruiting, I got the opportunity to kind of live out my definition of success, if you will, at a much higher level. Well, so, well a lot of people um, think of recruiting as, that can have this negative connotation to it, right? Yes. Um, and I, I know that you know you use that word a lot, and I know what it means to you. Why don't yes. you kind of explain what what, it, what does that mean to you? Like, yeah. So really, all recruiting is is relationship building. Yeah. It's an opportunity to really connect is. with people, yeah. and it's an opportunity to understand who they are, where they've been, where they are, where they want to go, what's that gap, yeah. 
and then be the consultant and the connector to bridge that gap. That's all that it is. So if you if we listen to that definition, it really is a very caring, connecting, relationship building opportunity, and a big mindset did you shift. Have, oh, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. I was just, did you have to shift your mindset or shift your yeah. thinking around that? Yeah. yeah well, um, so you just spoke and did a three-hour session this morning, and when Aaron Eric was up there speaking, Eric said, "How you know how many people were in that room?" 300. 300, 400 people were in that room. And Eric, knowing how many hands would go up, said, how many people actually love to recruit? Yeah, yeah, I know you were the only one that actually raised their I hand. love to recruit. That was awesome. Because, you know what, why? Because it is all about changing lives. Yeah. And so when we talk about what is the definition, that, so, and you asked what my mindset was that changed. I had to, I had to shift my mindset and realize sometimes people think of recruiting as, you're going to do that to me. It's really what you're doing for someone yeah. because we all have gaps in our life. Yes. We just aren't necessarily sure what those are. And sometimes it takes a caring, safe environment to ask the right questions, to feel that it's okay to share what those are and then be open to what those solutions are. And so when I realized that recruiting is actually doing something for someone, that was a huge game changer in that. Did you have to let go any preconceived beliefs or thoughts around, hey, I want to, um, especially when you're building your team, like I have this tight group of people, I don't want my culture to be affected. Yes. I, I don't, I, you know, we've got, uh, some people also say it's like, well, all our agents do five transactions a month and they kind of hold on to that. But that that kind of level of thinking can also have a, an impact on how many people you can Absolutely. actually support to your team. Yes. So how did that show up for your life? Because I know you've now, you know, you've built a massive team. So how is, how is that, how is that changed in your life? So it, it became super, super important to make sure that our agents and team members understood that the growth of the organization was actually opportunity for them, right? Because yes. just like any buyer, just like any seller, they want to know what's in it for me. So when we realized that that's how many humans go about life, like what's in this th for me, understandably so, because there's only so many hours in the day. So we all have to make decisions on where we're going to be and what we're going to do with our time. And so our agents need to understand our growth is their benefit. And that was a big impetus for the Livian partnership was realizing, and I don't know if we want to go there yet. Yeah, we can, yeah. Okay. And that was an impetus for the conversations around Livian and why we decided to, to um, engage and, and be honored at your invitation to join you guys. Um, and I will tell you, since we made that announcement, every one of my team members has been over the moon. And, you know, just as a, as a nature of ratios, in any size group, yeah. there's typically going to be one or two naysayers. Yeah. Like, I like the small size. I don't want to have change. After we explained the journey that Tom and I went through to determine if this was the right partnership, and that's how we rolled this out to them. Like, we took them through the three-month journey that we went along. And by the end of it, every single one of them said, can we start tomorrow? There was not one naysayer. And in fact, one of our agents, so we have expansion as well, and one of our agents said, can I just say thank you, John and Tom, because you guys are living by example. We bought into you saying, hey, we're the platform for you guys to have a bigger life, and you didn't limit us. You weren't our lid. You then kept your mind open to say, is there yet a bigger platform than us to bring more opportunities to them? And so they just realized, and Tom and I said as we embarked on this journey of discovery, if this does not elevate the whole organization and every person in it, then we will not do it. And respectfully, 
we went into every conversation going, why should we not do this? Why should we not do this? What went through your decision-making process? I mean, it was a three-month journey and people don't realize sometimes it's like, it's, you know, and it wasn't, one thing I always like when people join our organization, it's not a, I have a problem that needs a solution tomorrow and I just want to go for it until it gets better and then kind of part ways. And so I love the fact that we had this relationship that we could build yeah. in terms of, so what did you unpack about you, the team, uh, Livian, that kind of made you say, well, this is the platform for us. You guys have really great collateral. <laughs> Yes, okay, and, and I'm not saying. I love saying, the fact that you're, you're yellow. And, and, is well, that, we did, so, did that already happen? No. Oh, that's our, that. our director of operations made this for us oh, coming here. Awesome. She's about to become a grandma, so she wasn't able to come. So she's like, we don't have our Libyan, our Libyan yeah. stuff yet. So here, go with this. That's so that's awesome. why she did that. I love that. I saw you guys. I was like, man, did you already have that? Or no. I was like, no, that's awesome. We did three days ago. Yes, exactly. I love it. I love it. Um, so, and when I say the collateral, it's not just like your regular recruiting collateral. This was an opportunity piece that you showed me, and I don't even know if you realized that you did it or not. And so, and you talked about it in the session today. I, what I tell people when they say, well, what's your role with KBN? I say, my job is to have the vision for the organization, to vision cast and to do so very clearly and tangibly, right? And then, and then to get into business and recruit the talent or get into business with the talent that's gonna grow everyone's world together. And so as we were getting to meet more and more, and you were showing me collateral pieces, there was the one, it was the Livian uh, partnership presentation or something like, forgot yep. the exact name. Yeah, yeah. And it shows how we're gonna, we're gonna grow, and then here's the plateau. We're gonna hire these people yes. to be prepared for the next growth, and then, right? And so I showed them, and I was sitting in your office in Vermont, and I said, can I take okay, that I home? I remember that, Because yeah. as soon as I saw it, I said, that's what I'm gonna show my te yes. our team, yeah. to show them where their growth opportunities yeah. are. It's very easy for operations people, and Gary has said this before, he goes, your operations people will limit you. Yes. They will limit you. And I remember the first time he said it, I went, he doesn't know my people. They're amazing. <laughs> They're my people, not my they people. They wouldn't do that. Yeah, and so exactly. as I listened to him, he said, they won't do it intentionally or maliciously, but they won't see where the growth of the organization is to their benefit, and they're comfortable. So when I saw that piece, I went, ah, they can see how many people, because they're support, our support leadership yes. team, right? Yes. They can see how many people are needed to support that growth. Yeah. So every layer of that is more opportunity for them to earn their opportunities within the platform. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. And I actually, I love that because it was a great exercise mentally for us. And we're building at Livian and the, the size that we want to do to, to make room for, you know, you've just become a Livian territory leader and we'll go to that in a second. But yeah. to make room for all of this, part of that was, is what is our, what is our strategy? And it was, it was also started with shifting from building a real estate company to shifting to building a logistical company yes. that supports real estate, that supports our community, that supports our people. Right. And part of being able to do that is to identify in kind of these troughs, right? Each month, if you're gonna bring on 200, $300 million in production or more, how many people do you need, yes. right, to support before you get to the next level so that you're always playing this kind of like three-level, three-legged race with a horse, right? right? So you're kind of doing that. Um, and so you could, everyone in the organization can see how many people, how many people do we need to hire this month yes. to support these next segments of different things. So, um, which I love because then it can actually just out, it shows the path for everybody, not only right. for a living territory leader, but yes. for operations as well too. And so how do you, obviously this is a natural extension of who you already are because one of the things that I've, really, I've got to know you a lot is that how just dedicated you are to actually really improve people's lives. And not just saying that, but actually doing a lot of those things, Thank which you. is amazing. 
And so yeah. one of the really neat things about you becoming a living territory leader is you get to do it with your team, you get to expand your team, they have opportunities, and it's not and or, right? It's that and, <laughs> yes. you get that opportunity to continue to grow. That's right. So part of the Living Territory Leader is really an opportunity as an extension for you to make a bigger impact on your team, yes. to grow your team for opportunity for them and opportunity for you. Yes. So one of the things that we've seen, well, I thought actually has been really fascinating with building, you know, first Universal Properties, then Her Group, and then now Livian, is all kind of expansion and platforms was really this really interesting concept of how lonely people were. Oh my God. And even if they had people around them, they were having a lonely conversation because there, there was always only one person at the top that had to carry all of the leadership responsibilities. Yes. And that's one of the things that when you, people are looking for a community that of high level leaders and engagement that allows them to realize they're not alone. Yes. And I think that's one of the really cool things about you being able to be a Libyan territory leader is you get to bring that to the CEOs, and also now you're amongst other territory leaders, right? And, and all of us, when we get to be vice versa. Yes, but it's I think awesome. it's so cool. It's kind of the evolution of this. So I've seen you many a time over the years in Gary's Top Agent Mastermind. I've gotten to know some of the other people with whom you're in conversation for other leadership opportunities through Gary's group. And so it's so much fun to see high-minded, high-level people that have hearts that are so aligned get to like. Think how many years ago? I mean, did you ever think that we would be sitting here doing exactly this five no, years ago? No. Yeah. So it's kind of just you never know, you never know where things are going to be are going to end up. And I'll tell you, I'm going to share a book with you. And I know you love to share amazing yeah. books. And so there's one that I love to share. It's called When God Winks at You. Awesome. And what it says is, it basically says, we, people have coincidences all the time. 75% of the time, we take a coincidence of some sort of interaction and someone goes, well, that's a weird coincidence. And then they turn around and they just go on with life. What if we stopped, took a breath and went, maybe there's a reason why that person just came into my life and didn't just blow it off as a coincidence. And the doors that can open and the lives that can change through God winks. And the interesting thing to keep in mind is that God winks aren't always positive in the moment. So you know my story that I have um, three children. I have a daughter who's now 22 and identical twin boys that are 20. And my boys were diagnosed um, with autism when they were three years old. So for the first two years of my boy's life, you know, and, and I will tell you when I got, when they got diagnosed, I had the pity party of, oh my did gosh, you, I did. Were you the same person back then? Oh my goodness, not even remotely. And I'll tell you what that looks like. I had, it's, my husband and I were super social and athletes and all that kind of stuff. And so I had a vision of what being a mom was going to be. I was going to be the sports mom and the this and this and this. It was all outlined in my brain, right? You had it all figured out. I had it all figured out. Yeah. And then, surprise, my daughter was 14 months old when I found out I was going to have twins. So I had three babies in two years. And that was a shock in and of itself. That's when I got licensed into real estate when I was pregnant with the twins. And then at three is when they were diagnosed with autism. And I did the whole, I literally went. Did you went have any to, indication at all from one to three or did they start missing milestones and stuff? I had, so the, the, one of them is higher functioning than the other. And so um, parents as teachers would come to our house and they would say, something's going on. And I would say, something's not right. And so we finally got tested. And when we took the first twin in, the neurologist said, well, what about the other twin? And I said, well, what about the other twin? And he said, well, more than 90% of the time when one identical twin is on the spectrum, the other one is as well, because genetically they're the same human being, right? And I said, so are you telling me that I'm overlooking one because one's more severe? And he said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that, 
let's just go on this plan. So then when the other one turned three, within two weeks, they're like, Mrs. Krause, there's something. So um, when the second twin got diagnosed, I literally fell to the kitchen floor and screamed and bawled and said, God, why did you do this to me? And I had, and I was always a very strong Christian growing up, but I just didn't understand this was so not in the plan. And Adam, this is not a proud moment. However, this is part of the journey. Yeah, for two years, I then spent a lot of time apologizing for my boys. Oh, I'm sorry for that. Oh, he's just, he's on the spectrum. So I would apologize for their flapping and for their, their behaviors that was weird to the outside world. And when they were five years old, I don't even remember exactly what the trigger was, but I woke up one day and I said, I am never going to apologize for these boys again. They are the greatest gift that God could have ever given me. And I am so grateful. And I became, my husband and I both became the biggest mouthpiece advocate for autism, for early intervention, for the progress that can happen in the full lives these kids can lead, for the impact that a special needs child has on the entire family dynamic. And we became very outspoken about it. And then when they, the twins turned 16 years old, we were introduced to an organization um, called Best Buddies, which is an international organization that focuses um, on intellectual, those with intellectual and developmental disabilities and the inclusion component because the natural part of those with special abilities is that they tend to not have social aspects because of lack of empathy and that sort of thing. So when I was introduced to Best Buddies, I went, oh my gosh. We need a chapter of that in my boys' school because, as especially as the kids get older, you realize that you're, you're a parent going, is my child sitting by themselves at the lunch table? Yes, they are. How come no one's going to my kids on, on the weekends and asking them? It's a very lonely world, especially as they get older. So when I found out about Best Buddies, I fell in love with it, and I said, I want a chapter of that. And they just come to Missouri. They're an international organization, but they just come to Missouri a year before and they said oh my gosh there is a waiting line to get chapters and they had asked me to be on their board and I said well I don't have time to do that I'm very busy right I'm very busy and so I said but I want a chapter and they said well there is a line and I said well what do I have to do to get one she said you're just gonna have to wait and I said well what if I do join your board they said then you can have a chapter I said then I'll join your board mm -hmm. and so I became um, so we brought it to my kids school and Adam it changed my kids' lives. And when I found that out and saw how they just came to life, and here's why this happens. Individuals with special abilities, everyone, individuals with special abilities has a beautiful gift that God gave them. And that gift, they're wrapped in this box with this like red bow. And because they don't look like everyone and sound like everyone, they don't get a chance to open that box and let that gift out and share it with the world. And so, so many with special needs who bring so much to all of us, don't get a chance to share that gift. And so by having the mission of inclusion. What is the best buddies, if you could describe it in a sentence or two, like what does it do? It's, it's about inclusion by forming genuine, one-on-one, -on -one authentic friendships. And then as they age out. Isn't everybody looking for that? Everyone. I know, right? And everyone. it's probably more, even more real having it like at that level. That's, ex that's exactly right. And then as they age out of school, there's a citizens program and a jobs program. Because guess what? Those with special needs at 10, still have special needs at 50, and they still have a need for inclusion. So I just got off on such a tangent there. No, it's awesome. Thank that you. is about. That's I never about, heard that story before. Oh my gosh! So that's yeah. like my passion. Even though I yeah. always wanted to be a counselor, I didn't know I was going to have special needs kids. Isn't that funny how it all kind of linked up that way? Yeah. Do, do you think that how much um, of that impact of you kind of going with that with your kids and in? in, in kind of breaking through that mold of apologizing to going through that whole vulnerability and then kind of being authentic and being open to that, that's allowed you to be you and also 
for realizing kind of the, not only the person you are now, but how you show up in the real estate world from wanting to impact other people in the Oh my gosh, absolutely. And, and I, I coach people all the time. I say, have clarity. You talked about that this morning. Have clarity on what's important to you, what your vision is, and realize that the success that you have in your organization by model systems, et cetera, all the things that we teach in Keller Williams and Livian, what that allows us to do is have an even bigger platform for those that were things that we're passionate about. Almost every time that I teach, I use that teaching because people want to know, well, how do you do that? And I yeah. say, do you want to know my why? And they say, yeah. yeah. So then when I share my why in the story, usually by the end of that, there's usually 25% of the room is either crying or coming to me afterwards going, I have a daughter that's on the yeah. spectrum. I have a grandson that has Down syndrome. I want, like they don't, they didn't know that there were options. So the success of the business has allowed for a platform to have a voice for inclusion, which is what I'm massively passionate about. So it's I, almost like you take the same principles of voice for inclusion as you brought it to your team, to market centers, and now to living at this yes. large level of that, that high level conversation of community. Right. And then also we selling real estate, obviously, but just bringing that level to every single part of real estate, which is pretty amazing. And Adam, so this is my story and this is what I'm passionate about. And really all I want to do is show people, have your story, you have your story, you be you, you have your passions, and here's how you can make that come to life. You don't have to do one or the other. Those worlds can marry and you can touch a lot of lives doing that. What does the next three years look like for you? Oh my gosh. I am, so this is not a, take, take this for the genuine, place that it's coming from. And just in the last week since we've started to work together, I have been on cloud nine and my husband said, you look happy. And I said, I am loving what I am doing. And he said, I can tell. He goes, and frankly, he goes, and frankly you're easier to live with. So, so I get so much energy at seeing how, because I, I've already seen how when you invest in your people, how it can change their lives. And now my people have such a bigger world for that for their lives to be changed like I want to go shout it from the mountaintops and so you can tell I don't really have a shy bone in my body so what are the next three years it is tell it it is do not be shy tell it and you know what if someone's not ready like we said at the beginning of this when the student is ready the teacher will appear if someone's not ready for the message that's okay it's all right yeah well, I love uh, who you are. I love being in business with you. I love Thank all you. that you're doing. And, and we're just truly proud to have you in Thank you. It is truly my pleasure and my honor.